0: The views expressed on this program are not necessarily the views of the staff and management of WKAC.
1: It's time now for Tennessee Valley Spotlight. Now here's your host, Allie Turner.
2: Well, good morning, everybody. I don't know if we're going to call this Cyber Monday or, <laughs> or happy three days after Thanksgiving or whatever we're going to call it. But I'm going to tell you what I'm going to call it. And this is as a result of just having come from Mayor Ronnie Mark's office. And uh, he's, he's back from, from a medical leave. And one of the things that he, when he was in his, in his initial um, phase, shall we say, of recovery, what, what he took a deep dive into was the Thanksgiving proclamation that Abraham Lincoln wrote in 1864 Now it's, it's alleged that it was actually um, William Seward Of Seward's Folly Who wrote most of the speech But the point that he talked about And this was what was so touching As we were reviewing this And, and planning Mayor Ronnie's article Was that there were So many things That were in common Back in 1864 That are common now Great division in our country Great uncertainty Wondering what the the Future would hold And that's not the only time that we have faced that As a nation But what Abraham Lincoln Chose to do Was to give thanks And what Mayor Ronnie talked about is You know what, maybe We should have more than just A day of thanks What about having a season of thanks. And I would say amen to that. Giving thanks is always incredibly important. It's good for your brain. It's good for all of your organs. It's good for your spirit. It's good for your soul. But I'm wondering what would happen if as a culture we began to be more proactive about expressing thanks and having seasons Of gratitude, rather than focusing as much as we have come to on the things that are wrong, and I, uh, as it pertains to Thanksgiving, I read an article that Eric Metaxas wrote um, several years ago, and it was about the first Thanksgiving. And yeah, I I get it. Thanksgiving is now in our rearview mirror, but you know what? There's some really important things that need to be held fast and held sacred. And that is, anybody who knows me knows that what I really want more than anything is the truth. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. So help me God, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I learned something from this article that Eric Metaxas had written. I think he put it, I think it showed up in Wall Street Journal, even maybe. You can find it on his site. And he talked about the fact that Squanto, who was the native who walked out of the woods and helped the pilgrims, what I had never known about Squanto was that he himself had been taken into slavery. There had been Spanish I don't know if we could actually call them conquistadores, but certainly along that line, that had gotten there before the pilgrims did, gotten to that exact place where they landed, and took him captive. And he went and spent a good ten years in Europe, and a good chunk of that was in London. And Squanto decided that he wanted to be able to learn the language, learn the customs, and return back to what we have come to call Plymouth Rock. And that is why, and I'd never known this, when he came walking out of the woods to help this band of to say weary travelers is like a ridiculous understatement. Here were people who were willing to die in order to be free. And many of them did. They Many of them perished on the trip over. Many of them perished that first winter. But they both, Squanto, and the people who were escaping... Religious tyranny Wanted the same thing They wanted freedom And Squanto was the one Who taught them how to plant corn And Squanto was the one Who uh, Taught them how to use Fish heads for fertilizer And how to Survive And I don't know why That so touches me That he himself had been taken captive, and that he himself had been subjected to tyranny, and that he himself befriended Governor Bradford and and others, and made it possible for this band of little people, not little people, but this little band of people is what I'm trying to say, to survive and and see as someone, I have people who came over on the Mayflower. It's documented. I don't think about it all that often, but I was just really reflecting on the fact that my people who came to this place, this wild place, in order to be able to worship in freedom, were helped by a man whose freedom had been taken from him. But you talk about God working all things together for good. They both wanted the same thing. And I... I really am stunned when I think of how differently that whole scene could have gone. They barely survived. And it was the kindness of one man who, you know, you couldn't have blamed him if he would have thought that all people who had the same color of skin were the same and would be dreadful. You couldn't have blamed him based on what he had been through, but he also had experienced great kindness. And what happened with Squanto that I had never heard was that it was a bunch of Dominican friars who actually purchased him and purchased him for the purpose of setting him free. So he experienced the liberty that we all crave and that we all take for granted so easily. He experienced that liberty at the hands of people who didn't know him, didn't know his language, didn't know his culture, didn't know anything about him. But they made it possible for him to have freedom. They made it possible for him to be cared for and restored, at least in part, and see When Squanto came back to the very place where the pilgrims had landed, there was nobody there. And that was because smallpox had come over from Europe. Now I know that it's politically correct these days to think that that was genocide. I personally, I'm not saying that that couldn't have been the case later on, but I don't think that that was the case in the earlier 1600s. Nonetheless, diseases for which no one had any immunity were, they came. And so Squanto was utterly alone, and yet he was used to preserve the lives of many, and they really were able to celebrate their survival and their freedom together. So yeah, Thanksgiving is over. We've put away the turkey and the pumpkin pie, and the dressing and the cranberry sauce. And yes, we had a wild iron bowl, which we'll talk about when we get back from the break. But oh my, was I ever grateful to learn something new about how one man helped my people, my relatives, the people from whom I have descended. And I am deeply grateful in this season of Thanksgiving This is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. We'll be back in what my dad used to call two shakes of a lamb's tail.
1: Keep up with local school, travel, youth, and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news, and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. Here's a safety tip from Athens Gas
3: Department. Proper use and maintenance of gas appliances will help you enjoy years of safe and reliable service. Inspect the flame on your gas appliance periodically. Should you ever have a yellow flame, your burner may not be operating efficiently. This could be a sign of improper ventilation and could possibly give off carbon monoxide, a highly toxic gas. Call the train technicians at Athens Gas Department, 232-1440. They know how to spot problems. This natural gas safety tip has been brought to you by Athens Gas Department. Keeping the city of Athens informed.
0: Here's what's happening. I'm Chris Becker, the Limestone County Extension Coordinator. Alabama Extension offers educational programs to help Alabamians be healthy, financially secure, and experience improved family relations. Our science-based information includes financial literacy, workforce development education, nutrition, diet, health, and wellness, and family and fatherhood relationships. These quality of life programs are offered in person and virtually when possible. Our educational opportunities most of which are free, build healthy people, strong families, and elevate communities. These efforts are affiliated with Human Sciences Extension in the College of Human Sciences at Auburn University and the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. Check out your local extension office today at www.aces.edu and discover extension.
3: WKAC. We keep Athens connected.
1: Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. And <clears throat> Excuse me. I would not be doing my duty as an Alabamian to at least give cursory mention to the wildest Iron Bowl that I think anybody can remember <laughs> in recent history. I um, I haven't yelled in a long time just out of shock and uh, Excitement and groan and all the rest of it. <laughs> I I got a text from someone who has a show on another station and it used to be a state senator. And that particular person is a, an absolutely avid, avid. Excuse me, Auburn fan. He's an Obby. and he has friends and family that are Alabama. And he said that. Um, there were, he was afraid that there were people In his family That would have needed to be sedated Just about as a result of what happened in that game And I wrote back to him Yeah, either that or, or go to the ER Goodness gracious And But I will tell you that Yes, it was a game that had A lot of mistakes But I'll tell you why It was my very favorite Type of Iron Bowl And that is that It was so close. I get kind of bored with the, you know, 82 to nothing type football games. Those aren't even football games. They're just massacres. But this was really a remarkably exciting and, if I may put it, fun game to watch, even though a lot of what happened came as a result of mistakes that were made. And, yeah... You know, I'm one of those people because I, well, I will tell this. I will tell you this. I am, for those of you that don't know, I was born and raised in Seattle, Washington. And in Washington, they have a rivalry between the University of Washington Huskies and UW is located in Seattle and the Washington State University Cougars and Wazoo is located in Pullman just about a straight diagonal to a 45-degree angle to the other end of the state, corner to corner. And there is definitely a rivalry, but it ain't nothing like between Auburn and, and Alabama. Alabama and Auburn knew no, nothing like what what it is down here. So we uh, watched really Probably a little, I, I, I was able to stop in in a house divided. Chris and Tracy Spain, who own Frame Gallery, and who advertise, they have the bottom banner on Athens now, our newspaper. And Chris is dyed-in-the-wool Alabama, and Tracy is dyed-in-the-wool Auburn. And they were sitting next to each other on the couch, watching the Iron Bowl. I stopped by for a few minutes, but that was before it got really wild and crazy. Went and did some other things. Then when I got back to the house, it turned on what was pretty much the, the end of the third and beginning of the fourth quarter. <laughs> and Then, oh my goodness, we all yelled. So... I know that there are people today who are celebrating Alabama's win. I, You could see on the screen that there were Auburn fans in the stands that were heartbroken and stunned. I think everybody was stunned all the way around from moment to moment. So it was a good game. We're glad that all went well. And uh, nobody was... Harmed or or hurt And uh, I would say that a good time was had by all Even though the result may not be what people Had hoped for So, if you watched The Iron Bowl It's definitely worth the highlight reel My, oh my There were some amazing throws And catches and interceptions And fumbles and retrievals And all kinds of things So it was, in my view One of the all-time great college football games, even with the mistakes, just because it was so exciting and so down to the wire. Iron Bowl, yep, it's a part of Thanksgiving weekend. And I will tell you an, another portion of this Thanksgiving for me that was really a blessing was being able to go to the small business celebration that was held in the Launch Box. The Launch Box is the new name that is um being given to the Center for Lifelong Learning which is the Center for Lifelong Learning which is on the square is officially part of Athens State University on the square but the focus is changing the Center for Lifelong Learning used to be pretty much exclusively adult learning classes and some kid classes and that still is part of their focus but they are very very vested in making a business incubator that's going to make it possible for small businesses to launch and to succeed. And at the bottom of the hour, when we come back from Yellowhammer News, I'm going to have the pleasure of interviewing Larry Way, who is the person who is in charge of pulling the launch box together and and getting it on its feet, but we're not going to talk that much about the launch box. What we're going to talk about is a concert that's coming up on Friday. That uh, I don't want to steal thunder for that, but it's it's going to be raising money for kids in Malawi, and um, that concert is something I'm I'm taking a couple of, of kids who play brass in the Athens High School band, and there are other people that are planning on on coming, so you'll hear more about that once we um, hit the bottom of the hour and come back from the news. But what I want to do is really focus on this event that had to do with authors, and I want to talk about specifically a, a book that is written by a very dear friend of mine, and that is Tiffany Malone. Tiffany, if you are not familiar with Tiffany and Jerome Malone, they minister at Oasis Church. Very, very involved in the community. You can see the Oasis worship group actually several times a year on the courthouse steps for various events, and they uh, they sang at the uh, Christmas open house a week ago last weekend. Uh, and just lovely. Dear people. And Tiffany has a book that has just come out. And I am not saying this to you just because I love her and we are friends. If I didn't know anything about her, if I'd never met her, if I were still in Seattle or Mexico or Iraq or any of the places where I've had the great blessing to live, and I had come across this book, I would say, buy this book. It has the simplest of titles, Surrender, and the subtitle is The Unlikely Path to Purpose. And I'm telling you, y'all, this book is good. Anyone who knows me knows that I am all about continually growing, becoming better for God, others, and yourself, building the kingdom. Facing down your fears. And Tiffany's journey has been real similar. She's been a very successful businesswoman. She's a business consultant. She has years of experience in HR and helping companies become their best. I mean, the girl knows her stuff. And yet, like every other human being on the planet, she has had her battles with surrender. And there ain't a human alive, there ain't a human drawing breath that doesn't have, from time to time, a battle with completely surrendering. And, you know, we have this negative viewpoint of what surrender actually means. We think it means weakness. We think it means an admission of defeat. We think it means all kinds of things. And it can be, I mean, yes, when people surrender in war... They raise their hands. They raise a white flag, whatever the outward symbol is. But surrender for the believer is an expression of strength. Surrender for the believer is an expression, well, (laughs) let's just put it this way. There was no more surrendered being in the history of mankind than the one whose birth we are fixing to celebrate. And that was Jesus the Christ. He was... Completely and totally surrendered, and no one was stronger, and no one was more triumphant, and no no one made greater history in a three and a half year season than he did, but we don't think of surrender that way; we think of surrender as 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 being the other, and so What Tiffany has done in this book is she's talked about the problem (laughs) and starts off with busting pride, and that's good, but she also makes a case for how we are fearfully and wonderfully designed, made, completely unique, and how pride gets in the way of us becoming our best selves. And one of the things... I mean, Mayor Ronnie is the one who taught me to really underline books. I'm going to tell you this. I never... I underlined books that were textbooks. I highlighted those. That was okay. But for some reason, in my mind, you just could not assault any other book than a textbook that you actually own. Yes, let me make that part very clear. A textbook that you bought in college, that was okay to highlight and underline because you had to have notes. But it took the longest time for me to be able to take notes and put them in the margins and underline things. For books that I was reading, I I can't do it yet for novels, just can't. I don't know that I ever will. But as far as self-development, learning, those kinds of things, yeah, I've gotten so that I can take notes. And one of the things that... Tiffany said as I was spending a few hours yesterday afternoon reading her book and really slowly feasting on it was that pride is summed up in two words i know as in k n o w i know now there's nothing wrong with no one but if you think that you are in a position to always know more than somebody else That's not a good sign. And for reals, if you think that you know better than God, then you are really in need of getting that part of your life straightened out. And so I'm on a journey with this book. And um, it isn't an easy book, but oh, is it a good one. It would make a great gift. And it would make a great gift that you could give to yourself so that you can start mucking your own stall and getting the stuff out of your stall that needs to get gone so that fresh straw can get in there and that you can be healthier. So that's my story. I'm sticking to it. And when we come back from Yellowhammer News, I am going to introduce you to my new friend, Larry Way of the Launchbox. And we're going to talk about some very cool things that are going to. Come on up real soon. This is Sally Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. And we'll be back in five shakes of a lamb's tail.
3: Severe weather can strike the Tennessee Valley at any time. Be prepared. Stay alert. Sign up now for the free Alabama Safety Net program, the smart way to get instant severe weather messages straight to your mobile device or computer. And best of all, it's free. Safety Net only sends messages when storms are in the areas you set up. Sign up today at WKAC1080.com and be better prepared for tomorrow. Alabama Safety Net from Marin Services and WKAC1080.com. From
4: yellowhammernews.com, this is YHN News. Good morning. I'm Scott Chambers. After seeing above-average temperatures during the Thanksgiving weekend, colder temperatures are on the way. Forecasters say that cold air will surge into the Yellowhammer state with low temperatures expected to dip below freezing. Highs are expected to struggle to reach the mid to upper 40s today. A consultant will study the current traffic signal setup in the city of Gadsden, following action last week by the Gadsden City Council. The Gadsden Times reports the council approved a $78,000 contract with CDG Incorporated to complete what Director of Engineering Heath Williamson called a full analysis of the signals on Broad and Chestnut Streets between 1st and 7th Streets. The Alabama State Christmas tree will arrive today. YHN's Jay Holland reports. This year's Alabama State Christmas tree, an eastern red cedar, is set to arrive on the Capitol grounds just after noon. WSFA reports the tree aims to claim the title of the largest standing state Christmas tree at a staggering 40 feet tall. The tree will then be decorated throughout the week. Then on Friday, Governor Kay Ivey will hold the annual state Christmas tree lighting ceremony. For YHN News, I'm Jay Holland. Black Friday and the days surrounding it were a huge hit, at least online. Sales are expected to hit $37 billion online. That's during a five-day Thanksgiving weekend that goes through Cyber Monday. If that number holds true, it would end up being about 5.5% more from the same time last year. Experts say Black Friday sales netted more than $9.8 billion alone. I'm Scott Chambers. You are listening to YHN News. By now, your daily routine is probably a little too routine. Don't you want to change? Don't you want to start playing by your own rules and escape the routine so your fantasy becomes reality? Where every night is an adventure, where new flavors are ready to be tasted, where it feels like you're a winner. Take a chance. Reward yourself. Make your routine anything but routine. Escape every day at Win Creek Casino and on the Casinoverse app.
2: 256 Today is smart news for smart people. 256today.com is the place for the latest news on business, government, education, and community in North Alabama. 256today.com is a dedicated local team reporting the news that impacts your daily life. We live here, we work here, and we play here. Join us at 256today.com. We are smart news for smart people like you.
5: WKHC Monday weather.
4: Happy Monday, everyone. Get ready for an unwelcome cold start to your work and school week. We will see plenty of sunshine through your afternoon today, but despite the sun, afternoon highs will only top out in the mid and upper 40s. And when you factor in some breezy winds out of the northwest, hey, it will feel even colder. As we head into your evening hours, expect a mostly clear skies. Temperatures will be dropping rapidly after sunset, making for another frigidly cold night. Morning lows on Tuesday likely will range in the mid and upper 20s with feels like temperatures in the teens. We'll see plenty more sun throughout the day on Tuesday, but afternoon highs will still struggle to make it out of the 40s. I'm WAFF 48 meteorologist Chelsea Aaron, and that's your forecast on WKC.
3: Weather, a service of Holtz Pest Control, your authorized Centricon termite control dealer. Get in touch with Holtz Pest Control today at 256-233-6333 or visit them on the web at holtzpestcontrol.com.
1: If you'd like to call the show, just dial 232-6828. Now more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner, and I am so pleased to have in the studio with me my new friend and Business coach and business Yoda, <laughs> Larry Way. Larry is um, currently working on getting the Launchbox launched, and we're going to talk a little bit about that. But most of what we're going to talk about is an extremely cool concert that's going to be coming up on uh, on the first of December. So, Larry, welcome, and let's go let's go business before pleasure. Okay. Alrighty. So. LaunchBox, you have a passion and a skill, I might add, in helping small business folks, entrepreneurs... do uh, avoid the dreaded 90% failure rate and you've had your own adventures with business of all kinds and sure. and so you're, you're walking and you're calling as far as helping the rest of us and I've told you this in class that yeah well we've been doing Athens now for quite a while and it's probably a good idea for me to finally figure out what I'm doing so I have greatly enjoyed the class that LaunchBox has given and um, hope to participate more so I want to thank you for that So how in the world did you end up being the LaunchBox guy?
5: Well, Allie, first of all, thank you for having me on today. It's a privilege and an honor. And uh, in 2010, I started the business incubator in Decatur called the Decatur-Morgan County Entrepreneurial Center. It's affectionately referred to today just as the E-Center. Got it. And we started it as a mixed-use business incubator because uh, we felt like we definitely needed one in North Alabama. Got it. Uh, So through those uh, years until 2019, when I turned that operation over to uh, John Joseph uh, IV, who is my successor and following up and continues to grow that great operation and doing wonderful things. Um, Because of that, when Athens State University and Dr. Keith Ferguson uh, went to John Joseph for help in getting the launch box stood up and who could advise them and consult them, John said, "Uh, I really only know one guy who's done it successfully. So Dr. Ferguson contacted me, we met, um, talked about what he was trying to do, what he wanted to do, what their goal was, and uh, ended up... uh, coming into contract with Athens State University to help get the launch box stood up, you might say.
2: Yes, and may I say, I find it in, incredibly encouraging that Dr. Ferguson is also taking part in our class. Now, granted, yes. he, he is working with his wife to launch a business, but to me, when somebody is willing to learn That's always a good sign that the person from whom they are learning has got something to say. And and I want to thank you again because I feel like, ha! Athens now is a miracle that, I mean, we, we, by the grace of God, have dodged every bullet, but it's time to get some things mm-hmm. fixed and in order and, and organized, and I am um, I am really grateful. So, you are getting it stood up, as they say. What, what exactly does that mean? What are the things that have been done, and what are the things that still need to happen for the launch box to be fully
5: launched? Okay, well, still in the process, and one of the first things that we need to do is... Clearly define exactly what our goal is, what our what our mission is, what our focus is, and and it is to establish a mixed-use business incubator, uh, which is it, which is 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 a, a facility where you can go to get help starting your business or growing your business. Got it. A lot of people think of business startups as somebody that's starting just with an idea, and that is true. Mm-hmm. Uh, but by government definition, you're still a business startup. Uh, after three years of actually being in business, as we would say, uh, so it's it's really working with people who are entrepreneurs that have a business idea that are thinking about starting a business, walking them through the steps that they need to go through to verify that: do I really have a potential business, uh, or is this as this a hobby? Yeah. Uh, we also deal with business small businesses that maybe have already started. Like yourself, been Mm -hmm. running for a number of years. Maybe people have their business, they're running out of operating out of their house with a home office, um, and it's time for them to grow. They need to take the next step, they're not exactly sure what's all involved in that, Mm -hmm. but they've learned enough in starting their business that they probably need to seek some advice and guidance. And then businesses in transition, moving into Limestone County uh, and North Alabama, like what's all involved, where do we go, Uh, what kind of help is available somebody that can answer the question. So we're really setting up the launch box to be a one-stop shop for all of those. Got it. Business startups, small businesses, and businesses in transition. And then at the same time, uh, we kind of have four pillars to this. We have a startup uh, that we have classes to, to walk through the very foundation of mm-hmm. business. Uh, then we have uh, Ramp Up. Those are the workshops that we're offering that you're referring yes. to uh, to help you grow from wherever you're at. Uh, Then Lead Up, and we're going to be offering classes next year, sessions really designed for any business at any stage. It doesn't matter how large you are, how smart you are, effectively building leadership within your business is critical. And so we have some specialists that we're going to be dealing with that. And we've been offering some of those even this fall that have been very good in our leadership classes. So you got Lead Up, and then you got Scale Up. Like, wherever I'm at, how do I take my business... And, and effectively grow to that next stage without actually driving myself out of business. Exactly. And so those are the four basic tenets, the four pillars uh, that we're focusing on in the launch box, and that's what we're trying to get up and running and really effective as a one-stop shop here in Limestone County.
2: Well, I am grateful. We did not start Athens Now. Athens Now was started by Wayne and Deborah Huff in 2007. hmm and I was asked to write for them um, beginning in 2010, and that was after I'd gotten back from Iraq, after I wrote my book, after I took, a, I took about a year to write the book, and then it took about a year to market the book. Then it was time to step into something else, and, and so I was contacted by them to write, and then a year later they decided that they wanted to sell the paper and this is one of those things where, as people of faith, we felt like that's what we were supposed to do. But I, <laughs> talk about being tossed into the pool and told mm-hmm. to swim. I mean, when we, when you and I talked at ramp-up classes about <laughs> business plans, it's like, no, there was no time for a business plan. It was just learn how to do it, girl, and, and keep going. Well, now that I've learned how to do it, it really is time to come up with spanning those gaps that that were present and that just haven't been addressed yet. And, um, man... It's, it's daunting, and I am really glad every time I'm in class. I'm really glad. It's like, okay, we've got Yoda. This guy knows what he's talking about. He has seen it all. He's seen the crash and burns. He's been through his own stuff. He He's seen businesses thrive and then not thrive and maybe come through and not maybe come through. I mean, so I feel very, very grateful that you are the captain of no, this launch you. box ship. And uh, I'm my intention, by the grace of God, is to... Um, go back and and address some of those things that well it, and one of the things that's been so good about the class is that um, yeah it has exposed places where some things need to be addressed soon but it also um, is has been gratifying in that even with all of the intensity of, of running a newspaper that we've done something right and we've got some things in place that are that are good so that's it, that's yeah. a That's a a, a blessed place to be. So um, what is next for the LaunchBox? We're finishing up tonight the ramp-up classes. So what's coming in 24? Well,
5: we're developing a series of classes, um, probably be eight weeks, perhaps ten. This will be a true business startup series uh, for anyone that's thinking about starting a business or actually has a, a, a business already running. Uh, but they 've really they got tons and tons of questions. you know they just sometimes you start and then you you realize all the things that you didn 't know you should ask yes, and so you know this that 's that 's where we plan to help and walk people through. A misnomer Give people about,
2: the questions that they don't yeah, even know. A misnomer
5: they, about a business plan is I only need a business plan if I need to go to the bank or someplace and borrow money. Mm-hmm. But a business plan is critical not only to the establishment of your business effectively so you're successful, but it's critical to the ongoing growth and operation. A business plan is like a living document. You need to go back, keep working it, keep upgrading mm-hmm. it. Uh, you know, it's kind of like, like your finances. You don't set a budget once and then live with it for the rest of your life. Exactly. Your budget is constantly going to change, and your business plan needs to do the same.
2: Yep, okay. <laughs> Truer words never spoken. We're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back and talk about something else that is really cool that's going to be coming up on Friday night, December 1st. So this is Allie Turner, and we'll be back in a GIF.
1: up with local school, travel, youth and amateur sports throughout the week with the Play Action Sports Update. Listen weekday mornings at 7.30 and weekday afternoons at 1.30 and 3.30 as we bring you the latest scores, news and announcements from Limestone County and surrounding communities. That's the Play Action Sports Update three times a day, Monday through Friday on 1080 WKAC. River City Roofing Solutions is locally owned and operated by brothers Chris and Michael Muse. What sets
0: us apart from other companies is the fact that our knowledge in the industry comes from nearly a decade of hands-on experience installing shingles, metal, and flat roofing material. With years of inspecting, training, and managing, we have mastered every aspect of the roofing process. www.RiverCityRoofingSolutions.com 256-274-8530 Give
1: us your thoughts by calling 232-6828. We're back with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. This is Allie Turner. If you're just joining us, I have Larry Way with the Athens State University Launch Box with me here in the studio. We've been talking about all manner of biz, but we are going to shift gears and talk about something that is going to be happening this Friday night that is near and dear to Larry's heart. And I want to um, just encourage anybody that can possibly show up for this thing to do so. So, Larry, take it away.
5: All right, well, thank you, Allie. This Friday night, I I am hosting, and I say I, uh, I'm the executive director for an organization called Grace and Truth International. We do fundraisings for operations overseas, uh, educational, health, medical. Um, In this case, this is a fundraising concert to benefit orphans that are ministered to through rice care foundation in Malawi Africa
2: and you have made if I have the numbers correct you have been to Africa 24 times is that correct
5: it's over 20 I was I was I'm driving up here I was thinking okay how many exactly and I think 24 is right okay uh, but that's close it yeah. might be 23 but yes and not all to Malawi I've been to Kenya to Zambia to Malawi mm-hmm. South Africa but um, I I started partnering with this group in Malawi, Africa, about five years ago. Uh, I have watched their work. They are very credible. Uh, They've got uh, authentic uh, people behind it. They really do minister. I've been over there. I see what happens to the funds. So this concert is to raise money for these 85 full orphans. Uh, They don't live in an orphanage. They actually stay in a village where people just care for them. You know, as because they're there, and uh, so we're going to be raising money to give them a great Christmas dinner, Mm -hmm. but also buy Christmas gifts. But for them, it's not Barbie dolls, no, No, it's not Barbie and Ken, it's it's shoes, shoes, and coats, and pants, and shirts because most of them have one set of clothes, and that's all, yes, and being over there and seeing them. Uh, if they have shoes, they may not even match. So that's what we're trying to do, uh, and all that money will go. We've been able to raise sponsors to pay for the cost to bring this great group called Tim Zimmerman and the King's Brass. Uh, you can find them at online at thekingsbrass.org, but they will be here Friday night. Uh, they are professional musicians, and they are just a tremendous group. I've been working with them in various events uh, for probably 20, close to 25 years now. Uh, they started over 40 years ago. Uh, different players. they got to audition to get in. It's a great group. It's going to be a Christmas concert, and so Friday night's a great night for date night. Uh, <laughs> you know, make this your date. It's free, yep. so you can't beat that. And then we hope you'll be generous in donating to uh, the Rice Care Foundation's Orphan's Christmas uh, but uh, yeah, it's it's good. We well, have some the, community players that are going to be joining them yeah, for a couple of songs.
2: I'm, I think I'm talking to one of them. Uh, right? I
5: hope so. Yeah, uh, we'll find out after rehearsal tonight. Play,
2: oh, oh <laughs> okay. So I'm assuming that even after 25 years of relationship, if Zimmerman doesn't think that you uh, yeah. that you're playing up to snuff, then you're you just get to go sit in the audience. Is that what you're saying?
5: Well, the bottom line <laughs> in any kind of uh, playing an instrument is. Every note you can play right, play. There. But that doesn't mean you have to play every note on the music page. Well, there's that. Yeah, so, especially
2: when you've got a group to kind of cover yeah. for you. And uh, before we take our second break, the thing that I found so dear about this group is that, I mean, these guys are, forgive me, but top brass. Hello. Sorry, that was a bad mm-hmm. joke. But they had uh, school music programs. They're, they're recording musicians. They're studio musicians. They These guys are... are um, they have it going on, and then they, if I remember correctly from our um, conversation in the article that we did in Athens Now, they tour two times a year in the summer and in Christmas, Uh, they focus on various um, different, they rotate areas in the United States and focus on those areas to raise money for various foundations and, and ministries, and so and, but uh, you got to tell me this one part, though, Larry. It's about the cruise ship. These guys are so good that they've got, like, a whole cruise on Holland America that's dedicated to them. I thought, whoa. Yeah. That...
5: It's the 45th anniversary cruise celebration. It'll be taking place March 10th through the 17th, 2024. Uh, it is a musical-themed ship called the New Staten and uh, Tim Zimmerman and the Kings of Brass will be there on Holland America's new ship.
2: Whoa! Now you know I can say from having been on a cruise, you you don't you don't get to entertain on a cruise if you're not top drawer. So I'm I'm pretty excited to be able to talk about that too. Well, we're going to take our last break, and then when we come back. Um, I would love it if you would tell a couple of the stories that you told me about things that you've experienced when you were in Africa because it makes the reality of the concert um, dearer and deeper and sweeter as far as I'm concerned. So this is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show, and we'll be back in a jiff.
0: When your clothing needs to be professionally dry cleaned, take it to Classic Cleaners now with three locations to serve you. Your clothes will be kept looking as good as new with their professional dry cleaning and laundry service. Classic Cleaners also offer same day service Tuesday through Saturday. If your clothing has a tough stain, in most cases, Classic Cleaners can remove it without a trace. Bring your drapes, curtains, bedspreads, and comforters to Classic Cleaners. Classic Cleaners also offers wedding gown preservation and leather cleaning. Classic Cleaners now with three locations. Highway 72 East in Lindsay Lane, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. 600 South Jefferson Street, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. and Highway 72 West in Killen, open Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. to
1: 6.30 p.m. and Saturday, 8 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Tell us what you think by calling 232-6828. We're back now with more of Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.
2: Welcome back, everybody. And if you are joining us for this last segment of the Tennessee Valley Spotlight radio show, I have with me Larry Way, who is helping to get the launch box on... uh, Square launched. We've been talking about that and we've also been talking about a concert that is designed to raise funds for the ministry situation in Africa. Larry has been to these places literally more than a score of times he's not even sure how many times he's been to Africa but what I asked him to do was to tell us a couple of stories about things that he has observed when he has been over there that will make you understand why this concert is going to be just such a gem
5: yeah thank you Allie you know I was thinking back to the one of the earlier trips and really it it drove the foundation of Grace and Truth International um Several of us that are on the board were over there on a mission journey to help with a birthing station. They call it in the out, out in the in the bush. In the bush, yeah. Okay, and uh, so women in their ninth month of pregnancy, as near as they could tell, they and usually their mother would walk, and they would walk up to twenty miles to come here and stay because the success of the birth rate increased drastically if they were there. Uh, there wasn't a lot of medical, but some medical, and there was a skilled uh, midwife. midwife nurse that was there to help them. And so we went out uh, to help kind of improve the birthing station. Uh, the birthing rooms, there were two rooms, uh, really, really rustic. I mean, it's just a, a brick, mud mud block building. Yep. They had no lights, uh, so they had a window in each birthing room that would shed some light. Uh, the the women when they'd go into labor, uh, you know, would be there, and um, so we went to help improve that. Uh, so we we bought and put a solar system on top of the roof so that we could run some lights into the rooms. Uh, we scraped all the walls where they had just covered it with lime layer after layer to make it white because they didn't have any kind of paint. So we mm-hmm. scraped it all down, sealed the block, painted the whole thing, and then. We were able to install this brand new solar light system for them. And I, I can remember distinctively when we brought the, the midwife in to show her how to turn the switch, how to turn the lights on because she'd never had lights, didn't know yeah. how to turn lights on. Yeah. And when, when she turned that switch on, even in the middle of the day, the light, the bright light from those LED lights, Uh, lit the place up and she just started crying and dancing and singing and praising Praising God God. for the blessings. And I just stood there and kind of, not kind of, I just cried with her. And I asked her, I said, so I got to find out, you know, you didn't have any lights. How did you give birth? Because many babies come in the middle of the night. Most human babies are born at night. And so she said, she, she said, oh, candles. And I said, well, how many candles do you use? and a smile left her face and she looked at me and she goes, oh, we only have one candle. Yeah. And I was just like speechless. Yeah. And we were able to go and help clean that up at that same trip. We actually built a... Uh, Four-room apartment building, a block building for them with four different apartments, so that uh, some of the ladies that came that needed to be isolated would have a place, rather than just in a dormitory-type setting, mm-hmm. uh, they could be isolated. And it was just a tremendous privilege. The next step we did was actually paid to put a well at the birthing station, because they had no fresh water, yeah. these ladies, nine months pregnant, would walk up to two and a half miles carrying big barrels of water every day just to have water.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's it's a thing. Um, unless yeah. you've experienced, no, it, yeah. there, there are just no words.
5: It'll are, change your life.
2: Oh, it'll change your you, life forever. You yes, yeah. and yeah. that I, you and I swapped mm. stories. Um, but what I would love would be in in our last few minutes, please tell the story about the crisp crease that was always in the shirts ah. of the men who would attend conferences. Yeah,
5: so I, I've been over there several times, out in the bush again, uh, speaking at conferences, annual conferences, and, and there's hundreds of people that come. And, uh, you know, we had we had some houses to stay in, but they would come and just stay out in the bush, yes. out in the grass. They would build grass walls around, you know, for the facilities and all that. And and when we gathered together for meetings, these men uh, were always dressed like. Just amaze me! Their shirts were always super white, and then they had a, a they had a crease down their sleeves that even <laughs> you traveling pay over big bucks for yeah, the Yeah, uh, but I yeah. couldn't get it going that over there. Could. I'm like, how are they getting these out here? <laughs> yes. They just they, they bring it in a bag and they're sleeping out there in the grass and and i found out that what they do is they have a they have a piece of metal a, a piece of iron and they'll somehow weld on or figure out how to strap a string or something to actually be a handle and they'll heat that iron up in in an open fire and then lay their clothes out on a on a piece of cloth in the grass or, on or maybe rock. on a rock mm-hmm. and, and they'll run that crease down because it's really, really important to them yes. to, to look their very best when they're gathered together uh, in these cases to hear the Word of God taught yes. and yes. preached. And, and they come and it's just like, it was definitely impressive how much they'll go through uh, getting up really, really early yes. to start the fires and just make sure their clothes are clean. They're washing them in the river. Uh, they have... Lye soap that that kind of works as a bleach and cleans them up. Yep. And uh, but they're just so hungry, but they they want to they want to present themselves best to hear the word of God.
2: Yes, and that is something that when you experience that, yep. And I I have had the pleasure of and privilege of experiencing that myself. It does change you absolutely forever. And so if you are at all touched by these stories, and if you are wanting to do something maybe a little bit different for this Christmas season, I would love to encourage you to come to the concert that's going to be held at Decatur Baptist this Friday at 7 p.m., that's correct, Larry? 7 p.m. 7 p.m., and you will have a true musical yes. treat. You'll have the opportunity to hear unbelievable brass music with excellent musicians and it's free and yes the, the purpose is to raise funds and um have a wonderful time
5: and don't go to Decatur First Baptist there's Decatur Baptist and the First Baptist of Decatur okay so Decatur Baptist is 2527 Danville Road Southwest right across from the Bob Gibson's restaurant on Danville Road just south of the mall so if you go to First Baptist Church, it's a great place, but they won't be having a concert and with King's Brass Friday night. hopefully they'll have
2: a sign up that says, down, Head on down the road. <laughs> yeah. Larry, thank you so much thank for you. joining us this morning. And um, I hope you've enjoyed this time. We hope to see you on Friday night. And this is Allie Turner. This is the Tennessee Valley Spotlight Radio Show. And we will see you next week.
1: You've been listening to Tennessee Valley Spotlight. If you missed any part of this show, you can listen to it on demand by going to WKAC1080.com and looking for the Tennessee Valley Spotlight link. Join us again next week for another Tennessee Valley Spotlight on 1080 WKAC.